This is The Top, where I interview entrepreneurs who are number one or number two in their industry in terms of revenue or customer base. You'll learn how much revenue they're making, what their marketing funnel looks like, and how many customers they have. I'm now at $20,000 per talk. Five and six million. He is hell-bent on global domination. We just broke our 100,000 unit soul mark. And I'm your host, Nathan Latka. Yesterday morning, you guys missed a good one if you didn't listen. I met with Colin Huggins, and he walked us through how he makes $100,000 a year as a New York City piano street performer. It will blow your mind. Okay, Top Tribe, good morning. All of you that are super active, hopefully you have started your morning jogs. I am being lazy. I'm here in my pajamas in the studio drinking my tea, and you're going to love our guest this morning. His name is Ezra Winter and Ezra is a full-time writer for marketing campaigns specifically. He has been featured in Time Magazine and has had work appear in ATTN, Complex, and other popular outlets. Ezra draws on a diverse background as a magician, gambler salesman, and starving artist, all wrapped up in his work. Ezra, are you ready to take us to the top? I am ready. All right, let's do this, man. So first things first, anything about you that I missed in your bio that you feel like the top tribe needs to know? No, it's uh, it's super comprehensive. I mean, people always take note with, with my crazy background, playing poker and doing card tricks into a more white collar world. But uh, yeah, you have it all right there. Boom, baby. That's what I like to hear. So walk us through, what are you focused on selling right now or last month? So my, my big client um, is a financial uh, info products. Um, it's, a, it's a pretty big company in that space called Agora. Um, and uh, I'll certainly try and answer any questions. I think some of, some of what they do might be proprietary, but I, I just launched a huge uh, uh, financial info product with them. Okay, very cool. And so are you focused on writing the copy for that info product? Yeah, it's it's all based on long form copy, um, and then you know emails and short ads that go out to um, all kinds of email lists, and then they all direct to a long form copy sales letter. And is this is this particular client? Is this the only client you're working with right now? And is this your main kind of income stream? It's you're doing these services for large clients. Yeah, it, essentially, uh, I get to do some fun, creative stuff on the side. Um, my own creative writing and helping some friends and, you know, creative personality. But this is, uh, this is what so I, I sort of transitioned from freelancing to just working with them. And, and look for me and for the top tribe listening, I know you used to be a bartender. I would much rather be like chugging like shots behind the you know bar stool than working with a huge corporate client. Do you feel like you have a lot of flexibility with them still to be creative? Yeah, I have a ton of flexibility. And that's part of why I made the move. They're sort of a very libertarian entrepreneurial company. And I, I have a ton of freedom and, you know, when I do my work and, you know, as long as I'm delivering good results, I have a lot of freedom I had before. Uh -huh. And so, so instead of going down kind of this corporate path, take us back to when you were a former poker player. I mean, were you successful poker? I guess probably not. Otherwise, you'd still be doing it. But <laughs> did you make money playing poker? Well, I did. Yeah. I mean, I, I spent my young 20s as sort of this crazy artist, hustler. I, I played poker. I sold cars for a while. And uh, it, it was certainly not, maybe not as glamorous as it sounds. Um, I did, you know, live a lot in casinos and eat fancy meals and stay in fancy hotel rooms. And I did pay my rent, but, uh, you know, it was, it was extremely stressful and 
I, I learned an enormous amount. You know, I, I didn't finish college or anything. And I think I'm a, a better marketer for it, you know, sort of having this real world on the streets education. So t- tell me about poker. Yeah, I love kind of the street smarts. In fact, we just recently had Colin Huggins on who plays a grand piano in Washington Square Park in, in New York. He's a he's basically a street performer and he makes over a hundred grand per year, almost a thousand bucks per day on donations. So the top tribe loves these kinds of stories. Walk me through when you were playing poker, how much money did you make and over what period of time did you make it? I'm curious. Um, well, it, if anyone from the IRS is listening, <laughs> Uh, I, I'm estimating. <laughs> no, they listen to big. They listen to big boring podcasts like HBR or these NPR things that nobody listens yeah. to. Um, you know, it would it would range a, a a huge amount. You know, there there could be a day when I would be down. You know, I could lose four thousand dollars. You know, in a in a day or two, which was a huge amount of money to me at the time. Um, you know, poker is an interesting thing where you you're really if you break it down hourly, you know, you can have swing huge swings in either direction, but really your, your hourly win rate might, you know, let's say you're winning maybe 50, 60 bucks an hour, which is, you know, a very good win rate. I, I would be, you know, very happy to do that consistently. You could have many thousand dollars swings in one direction or the other, but, uh, you know, I was keeping careful track to make sure it did even out over the long run. Well, let, let, I mean, I, the top tribe is always asking about psychology. So people like, I have a lot of people on where I ask them about their revenue and things. I am much more interested interested with you and how you think about psychology. I mean, even back on October 5th, you put on Twitter, you said, life hack. If you find a khaki trench coat with a briefcase handcuffed to your wrist, they will almost always upgrade you to first class. So I want to tell, tell us how you, how you talked your way into these fancy hotel rooms for free in Vegas. <laughs> well, I was obviously being a little silly with that tweet, but um, the way you dress and present yourself is huge, you know, and, when I played poker, there were very good players, and they looked the part. Like, they would be guys, you know, young guys wearing sunglasses, hoodies, headphones, and, and that wasn't me. I, I, I was there to, to make a good living, not to be like an ESPN, you know, technical athlete. So I would dress and act as much like possible like another tourist. You know, I would, <laughs> I would be super friendly. You would never hear me talk about percentages or odds strategy no i would and i i um i actually don't drink at all now but even back then i would order a virgin cocktail okay so i'd be sitting there you know in a button-down shirt drinking something with a straw and a you know a piece of pineapple sticking out but there wouldn't actually be any alcohol in it and, <laughs> and in my head i'd be calculating odds and strategy but uh you know outwardly i tried as much as possible to you know be the guy there for a good time and you know, well, uh, Ezra, wait, was that intention? Are you trying to undersell yourself so that people don't think you're serious? Then you bite them around the neck and take all their money. Um, yeah, I wouldn't frame it like, I mean, yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, come on. Own up to it. Are you <laughs> yeah. a kill? You're a killer, aren't you? You're a, you're a silent killer. Yeah, I mean, to a degree, it's like what I do now is you got to be where your customers are. You know, when I, when I sell a financial services product, I, I'm selling to, you know, older men in the South, you know, I'm not trying to sell it to other people like me in their young 20s. So I need to speak with that voice. And same thing with poker. When I wanted to play poker and win a lot of money, I didn't want to be with a bunch of guys in headphones and sunglasses. I want to be with the businessmen and the tourists, you know. So that 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 was that was cuz you're saying cuz you could make more from them than you could the professional exactly. players. I see. So how much let's I want to move on to magician, bartender, featured in time, etc. But first, 
What would you say you netted all your time playing poker? Of course, there's swings, but what'd you net, would you say? <laughs> I got to be a little cagey about that. It, it wasn't... A, Come on. The, the, the re- hey, listen, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make the Top Tribe revolt against you. If you don't give me the answer, the millions of <laughs> listeners right now are going to take over your Twitter feed and they're going to come after you. Oh, man. I, I, honestly, I honestly could not tell you. Um, I paid rent um, in Baltimore, which is pretty cheap for, uh, for a, a good year and a half or so. Um, I mean, I, did you make more or less than a hundred grand? Um, lifetime, I, I, I'd like to think it's more, but it's, you know, it, you have these huge swings and I still play every now and, you know, so that total is going up and down. So let me translate. You're still worried about the IRS. I, <laughs> <laughs> let me say this. I wouldn't recommend it to anyone. They say it's the, I wouldn't recommend it to anyone as a way to make money. They say it's the hardest way to make an easy living. And that's true. If, there you go. If you're good enough to win good big at poker. You're good enough to do it something much safer. There you go. Okay, so let's move forward a little bit in life. You're featured in Time. Walk me through how you got yourself featured in Time magazine, which a lot of listeners right now, they love hearing strategies about how to get featured in huge publications. Yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of a bold claim. My social media account was featured because I uh, I had some fun commentary on a 50 cents bankruptcy case <laughs> that went viral. So I just, you know, it was the right pop culture event and I, I had the right insight at the right time. And I was... Well, let me break that down, though, because I think taking advantage of current events is a great way to get press. I mean, you 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 say it like it's off your shoulder like luck, but I mean, there's some... You can learn from this. So was this on your Twitter account? Yeah, and, you know, I I don't know. I've made like 3,000 tweets, you know, so you, you, you swing at enough stuff, sooner or later you're going to hit something. But yeah, I had, I had a tweet go viral and, and one of the reporters featured me. And... Well, there there you go. And so so after, again, you get featured in time, you go from poker player to magician to bartender. You're now working for big corporate clients, doing a lot of writing work. On your Twitter account, you call yourself the most famous writer. What's the story there? Um, <laughs> it's, it's half tongue-in-cheek, um, half sort of old-school self-help, the secret. Like, you know, if, if you want something, put that energy out into the world. So There you go. I, lo- I love that. Hey, guys, Ezra might be a great example of, again, stick stick your goal out there and communicate it loud and proud all over the place. And again, eventually you're going to hustle your way and it's going to come true, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, again, I don't come from money. I, I come, you know, I don't come from, I didn't even finish college, you know, so every, everything I've sort of built from scratch. And you know, it's almost like the stone soup thing. It's like you start your soup with a stone and then you find out you actually have a little of this you can add and a little of that. And, you know, yeah, it's sort of a secret to start with nothing, you know, and, and then, and then <laughs> I'm probably mixing my metaphors, but yeah, it's like, you know, I get featured in time and then I reached out to another legitimate magazine and mentioned that. And before you know it, each one thinks the other one gave me credibility when really I'm starting with no credibility. Well, I, Ezra, I think that's such a good tactic for people to take away. I mean, it's called leveling up, get yourself featured in your local newspaper then take that to bigger blogs, say TechCrunch, The Next Web, etc. We've done this many times, getting featured in the Roanoke Times and then taking it to all Facebook or Wall Street Journal or things like that. And it works every time because you can compound, you can basically compound your credibility going from outlet to outlet. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm living proof of that. Again, I, I have a, you know, right now I work with very buttoned up white collar finance people and, 
you know, it's just from compounding that credibility. So Ezra, before I get into my favorite part of the show, I'm going to ask you a question and I can assure you none of your corporate buttoned up people are listening to the show because the show is not for them. In fact, in episode zero, I tell all those people to leave me alone and go listen to something like, you know, an NPR podcast or something. So tell me how much... Boom, shot in the dark. Okay, tell me, how much is this client paying you? How do you bill for your services? I mean, I'm essentially a salaried employee. It's a little different because it's a non-traditional, but I get um, I get a percentage on the back end of uh, the advertisements I write plus, uh, you know, year, what's essentially a yearly salary. So a percentage of the sales that the advertising drives? Yeah, which, you know, is, is the only way I'd be happy doing this because it lets me keep my entrepreneur lifestyle. I mean, well, what what is an, an average ad that you write? How much money does it bring in on average? Um, I'm relatively new to the company. Um, a good, I mean, this is a pretty established company. So a, a good package We'll do anywhere from 500,000 to several million, you know, a real slam dunk package, you know, could do 15 to 20 million. Um, I haven't written one of those yet, but. <laughs> and what percentage are you usually getting on the, on the success? Uh, I want to be careful because I don't know how much this information is proprietary. Um, it, it also depends, you know, it's like a tiered structure. It's in the single digits though. More um, or less than 3% on the lowest tier. Yeah, it's uh, right around there on the lowest tier. There you go. Okay, Top Tribe, I wanna give you more brain juice this month, totally free. If you're loving this episode, text the word Nathan, N-A-T-H-A-N to 33444 for your chance to win a prize on an upcoming show. The next prize is a pack of 14 business books valued at 250 bucks if you bought them on Amazon. And these books are the ones that Mark Zuckerberg thinks every entrepreneur must read. Very cool. Very cool. Well, Ezra, I'm getting excited. My heart is pounding. I'm talking to the most famous writer in the world, and it is my favorite part of the show. Do you know what time it is? It's uh, time for your five favorites. Uh, Try again. Okay. Uh, Nathan's top five. One more more time. Nathan's famous five? (laughs) Yes, it's the famous five. All right, Ezra, number one, what's your favorite business book? Um, It's probably Nassim Taleb. Uh, I don't know if they're quite business books, but he wrote Fooled by Randomness and Anti-Fragile, which are sort of very broad, sweeping books about economics and history, but totally changed how I view the world and my own life and tons of like real practical takeaways. Well, great guys. Again, We'll link you to Ezra's feature in time. We'll link you to his, some of these tweets we've mentioned and his website, along with these books he's mentioned in the show notes at NathanLatka.com forward slash the top eight, nine. Again, NathanLatka.com forward slash the top eight, nine. Ezra, number two, which CEO are you following or studying right now? Um, you know, it's funny because I just listened to your episode with Ty Lopez and I've seen him sort of rise you know, do this meteoric rise. I'm just, I'm super interested in, in how he did it. And I just started sort of paying attention and checking out his product. Well, Ezra, you, you know, I really don't, I re, you know, I really don't like his strategy, right? Um, <laughs> uh, what, what, in what way? Well, I mean, look, I had him on because so many people are going, Nathan, is this guy legit? I see him with a Lamborghini on YouTube all over, like have him on your show and grill him. And that's what I did. And people are talking about it. I'm getting calls from CEOs going, I wish like we could grill Ty, but you know, I asked him on that episode. I said, Ty, do you own your Lamborghini? And he danced around and started quoting, quoting like Warren Buffett. So you have to tell me what you find out about him. We'll see what happens. Okay. And I'm, I, you know, I'm not speaking as much to his content, which I actually have not read yet, but just the whole 
his marketing strategy. Uh, and yep. it's pretty impressive. Yep. It, the mar- hey, I will not, I will not hit his marketing strategy. It's working. Um, there's a lot of models, a lot of books that he reads, I guess, daily and a lot of fancy cards. That's episode 45. If you guys want to hear the confrontation, it's very interesting. Okay. Number three, Ezra favorite online tool like Evernote. Yeah. Honestly, the, the one I use the most is just Google docs. It's so easy and friendly. And you know, I, when I work with certain clients, supposed to use certain systems, whether it's Microsoft or whatever. And I just end up using Google Docs and copying and pasting. It's so well, I'm, easy. I'm really glad Microsoft is not a sponsor of this show. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right, Ezra, number four, yes or no? Do you get eight hours of sleep every night? It's one of the most important things I do. It, it changed my life when I started doing that, when, when I became committed to being healthy. It's, yeah, it's, I value that over most other things. And, and how old are you? I'm 26. Okay, so take us back six years. If you wish your 20-year-old self knew one thing, what would it be? <laughs> well, it's related to that. I just, just how important physical health and taking care of my body and my, my diet is. I mean, when I was 20, I was, you know, drinking a lot and God knows what. And, uh, you know, I, I made such a radical change since then. Yeah, just if I had known how important sleep and exercise and, and stuff like that is. Well, Ezra, I think a very... Uh, focused uh, niche group of listeners of the top are really going to like you. You kind of brought some psychology to the table. You say it like it is, and people are going to want to follow you online. So where can they follow you? Sure. Yeah. EzraWinter.com uh, is my like central site from there. You can get, I have my personal email. You feel free to email me personally, my Twitter, my Facebook page. It's all there um, at winter Ezra on Twitter, Instagram, but it's on EzraWinter.com. Well, guys, there you have it. From dropping out of college to playing the poker tables in Baltimore, going to be a magician, bartender, featured in time, and now working with a big corporate client, making upside on the sales of ad units. Ezra, thank you for taking us to the top. Thanks so much. Okay, Top Tribe, coming up tomorrow morning, you're going to hear how Sonia Pekovich quit her corporate tobacco job and then went all in with her own money, $50,000 on her own cat startup.